This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at InfinitePotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Hello. Hey, we did that at the same time. Wow. All right. Now let's say between two sterns at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we do an opposite order episode where we just start at the end and then work our way back to the beginning? That always makes me think of it as a George Carlin line. Backwards words say to you die. Again, go out there. Shit. Oh, I I, I don't know how to Nicki Minaj put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. Is that Nicki Minaj? So what does that actually say the other direction? Oh, shit. There I go again. I used to say words backwards. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like I at one point in her life, my sister was really good. Not the alphabet. Uh, supercalifragilist, supercalifragilistic expialidocious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dociali califrabic expialidocious. She, she was able to do it backwards. And it was, wow. very, it was a very cool thing. I'm not even sure Dick Van Dyke can do it backwards. <sighs> Dick Van Dyke can can like levitate up from the floor and like float backwards over an ottoman backwards. Do you know Dick Van Dyke is where I learned the word ottoman? Because he used to just like randomly trip over it in the beginning. Well, that was his, his intro. Show. He would always yeah. come in and he'd trip over it. And I was like, yeah, and he tripped over this, uh, this, um, and I just, I didn't know how to phrase the thing. And I was like, what is it called? So it is like an ottoman. And I was like, oh, okay. So someone clarified that for you. And that's how you learned the word ottoman. Yeah, I'm not old. Like this was when I was like seven or eight, I assume, when I was watching Nick at Night late at night. I maybe ten. I don't know if I was really crunching the Dick Dick Van Dyke show when I was seven years old. (laughs) That was in reruns. Everything Uh, was in reruns back then. It's true. It's true. I mean, everything reruns back then, reboots now. Sure. Yeah. Hey, listen. I want to start the show off with a giant thank you. I want to thank our international worldwide listener base of about roughly 35 people. There they are. We hit 2000 plays on this podcast. That's incredible. This thing's been listened to 2000 times. And we haven't been contributing to those numbers at all. This is, and by the way, 35, I'm sure in the great scheme of the podcast world, 35 is nothing to brag about, but it's not like we're, we're not, we're not sitting there leaving this thing on in the background because if, if we did, we, we, we wouldn't stop at 35. What, what have I always said? In the grand scheme of the podcast world, it's, it's piddling. It's, it's nothing. It's, it's a, it's a drop. It's a drop in the bucket. However, we are not even remotely celebrities we're nobodies absolutely we're absolute, we're absolute nobodies we there's no good goddamn reason why anybody should be listening to this podcast it amazes us that anyone listens to this podcast and True. the fact that anyone listened to this podcast two thousand times and you can crunch the numbers if you want but i don't think just our family members can fucking do that so i've counted it and we're too old to have large groups of people following us anymore i think we have a we have a net of maybe 10 each like there's at least 15 people who are watching this that are not part of our direct in or by watching, I mean, listening to this, that are not part of our direct inner circle. So right. to those of you who lend us our ear, your ears, thank you so much. 
more so than people listening, and I know I keep saying this, I'm impressed that two people like us have continued to make this thing because yeah, we would normally lose steam months ago if it was each one of us on our own. Like, Well, let's see. We're coming up on almost a year. It's going to be yes. a year in December. I know you said this before. Is December when we... St- oh, yeah. December is when we started. We recorded the first, the first episode of the podcast right before New Year's Eve, like December 27th or something like that. Really? Wow, we went into 2021 strong. We had a goal. We had a, a destination we wanted to get to, and we, we fucking built the car and, and, then, and then drove there. I'm yeah. impressed that we've managed to continue to, once a week, talk to each other with absolutely no game plan going into it, and then spent the subsequent hours editing it a, a, a bit <laughs> and throwing it on the internet. Well, listen, I think just based on, and I think I can confidently say this, given our, our collective history of follow through and yeah. effort, it's astounding that this thing exists and continues to exist and has not, like, we could have just stopped after we interviewed the big Jared. Big JS, the big Jared Stern. The big Jared Stern. We could have just, you know, we were, oh, we're going to take a couple weeks off and then we'll come right back. And then we could have just said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go out on a high note. <laughs> but, Not going to lie to you. If you weren't around, that's exactly what I would have done. I would have been like, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And those couple of weeks would have turned into forever. That's what it would have normally been. A good example of how easy it is for me to lose time mm-hmm. and and just kind of forget about very basic needs like like eating and sleeping mm-hmm. uh so you'll you, you'll note and uh, i'll make the note for people listening at home i'm uh recording the podcast from my kitchen again you are uh, because when andrea is out of town i like to be in the downstairs area of the house where i can see winnie just in yeah. case she hops off the couch and says it's time to go outside mm-hmm. so once again i'm in the kitchen and when uh when andrea is not home the Jared uh, likes to do garbage stuff. Like just, I am basically just working on my ass groove in the couch. And I have been playing just hours upon hours of Diablo 2. It's been just wonderful. It takes me back to a time back when I was just a guy with no social life who didn't have a girlfriend or, or wife. And um, yeah, I would just sit there in front of my PC and just click away, click away, click away until I destroyed all of, all of my demons, both literally and figuratively. There you go. Very nice. Just like that. Lose hours upon hours of time. I I would just play and play and play. And it's actually the original, probably the, uh, the template for what the, what a great dungeon crawler is leveling up your character, getting cool shit, killing bigger monsters. And you just keep going and going and going. And what's great about Diablo uh, is once you finish the game, you get to start at everything over on yeah. a higher difficulty and just keep going through. And I'm so, fairly certain it was the popularity of Diablo that led into the more freemium um, game, like MMOs, like uh, World of Warcraft, where they were like, ooh, what if we took this basic concept, which was get gear, go through a dungeon, beat a bad guy, get more gear, go back through the dungeon to get better gear, to go back through the dungeon to get better, and just put it in the kind of MMO place, which stands for Massive Multiplayer Online Gaming. Thank and you for explaining that to the lay people. Listening. I mean, I know my parents listen. They don't know what the hell an MMO is. <laughs> I 
I'm not allowed to play MMOs. I, I do not allow myself to play them uh, because I do not have much of an addictive uh, personality, except when it comes to MMOs. You and me both, buddy. Yeah. I, I didn't start playing World of Warcraft because I fucking knew better. Uh, they came out with a Star Wars version of World of Warcraft, which was called Knights of the Old Republic. And uh-huh. I lost nine months of my life to that when I was living in New York a number of years ago. I was unemployed and collecting unemployment. And I woke up and for 12 hours a day played this game and just kind of gathered unnecessary shit. Uh, it is how I developed carpal tunnel syndrome. I have, oh, yeah. I have two wrist braces that I wear when I sleep at night because like my hands started going inward. Oh, my um, God. To this day, like my hands still get like I use a uh, I use like a vertical mouse, but I cannot play MMOs. And every time I hear that there's a new one out, I'm like, that sounds really good, but I'm not going to do it. Like I need I, I have definitely lost time. I, I got so bad that when I ended up getting a job, like I think I was working in a restaurant or something. I got a, uh, a program that would play the game for me while I was at work. <laughs> So it would continue. What's the fucking point of that? Exactly. I mean, exactly. But then you look at these video games that they come out with for like iPads for kids. And they're like, whether they're, it's all of these like five on five battle games where it's like turn-based where you're going up against each other. It's a goddamn button to speed it up by two times. And then there's another button to have it autoplay. It's That's insane. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's only curtailing to gamers addictions who enjoy dressing people up cool because that's really what it came down to for me in like mmos i was like i want to make sure i like the way my character is dressed Uh (laughs) like right i want the armor to look cool i want the helmet to look cool i need a cool looking sword like and that's and that's one of the that was one of the upgrades from from diablo to the to diablo 2 when you get new pieces of of armor or new weapons it it kind of customizes the way it looks yeah on uh, on the character super cool well to schmucks like us. Right. I mean, I'm really happy for you that they remastered this game and you get to kind of live your childhood again. It's got to be a very, very good feeling. I don't know if it was my childhood. It was maybe my uh, <laughs> early 20s. Look, <laughs> so I will share something that I don't think I've ever told anybody really, which is when I was growing up, I, I loved video games, but I found them too restrictive for my imagination. So I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons because sure. it was more versatile. I could, I could, I could, imagine the world in front of me i was not restricted by the the coding and what my character could do around an actor yeah yeah exactly but around dungeons and dragons i also got my fix by i played with a lot of action figures like i played with a lot of action figures so much so that i distinctly remember playing with them the day before i left for college as like wow. one last go, like that one last time you sleep with somebody before you break up with them. You're like, okay, maybe we should just like hook up one more time as like a, a what is it? Breakup sex, that type of thing. That's what <laughs> I, it was like a breakup play session with my action figures. In fact, they based Toy Story 4 after me. Toy Story 3 and 4 are based after me. Not a lot of people know that. Other Jared Stern actually helped uh, consult on those movies. And he was like, I know this other guy's name is Jared Stern. He played with a lot of action figures before he went off to college as well. Um, I think we, I think we all, all, all the Jared Stearns, I think, share that common thread. Yeah. Of yeah. just being just a, just immature enough. Right. I had to talk myself out of bringing a Spider-Man action figure with me to college. There was like a good part of me that was like, I just really like this action figure. I could just like let him sit on my desk. It's not a big deal. And I didn't. And by the way, I am really happy we now live in a world where people make more money than I do sitting behind a desk 
in college with all of their action figures lined up behind them playing video games and people are watching them. I'm so happy we got to this place at this point, but it was definitely a crisis of conscience for me where I was like, okay, look, you were really teased the fuck out of in high school. Like people bullied the shit out of you and really teased you a lot. We can make a fresh start in college. Okay, man. Like you cannot bring this action figure with you. But that's the thing. What we didn't realize back then is now all that shit is cool. It's cool now. It's, oh my God. I mean, thank God people finally saw things our way. We were only 20 years too late to the party. We are, we are the Omaha beach of, of, of nerdim becoming cool. We just, right. We, we, we rushed. (laughs) We were were some of the last ones standing. (laughs) Come on, Steven Spielberg, make that fucking movie. Right. Exactly. But now, now it's cool, but like I've, I've moved beyond it. I was like, I let it go. So like now every so often I'm just like, now I just want adult stuff, like a, a barely living wall. And like, <laughs> Hey man, one of the happiest days of, of my recent life was finding out that the computer that I took to college and the computer that I grew up with back from 1983 still fucking works. And I can play all the games on it. Ugh. Every time you bring that up, I think of Oregon Trail. Is it Oregon Trail or is it Oregon? How do you say the state? Is it Oregon? I think it depends on whether or not you live in the state or so, what part of the country you live in. But I'm pretty Oregon sure it's is how I say Oregon. It. And yeah. I say Oregon. But whenever I refer to the game, I call it Oregon Trail because that's how I remembered saying it when I was young. I mispronounced a lot of words when I was younger. I think Oregon Trail, correct me if, I'm, if I sound wrong, but calling it Oregon Trail comes from A, we were much younger yeah. when we learned about the Oregon Trail. I, didn't, I, I don't think when I was in elementary school, I even realized Oregon was a state. Uh, I just thought it was the trail. Oregon Trail and Oregon, Oregon Trail trips off the tongue a little easier. It's, it, there's, there's more of a poetry there is, yeah. to Oregon Trail than Oregon Trail. Oregon. I don't know why. I, just, I don't know why either. I don't know where this thought is coming from, but now I'm wondering, do we, we, do we know any teachers who have like students that are old enough to fact check them in real time because of the internet? Like how does a college classroom work anymore when a student asks a teacher a question? Cause I remember back in the day, teachers had sometimes had to do one of two things, which was say, I'm not sure I'll go research it and get back to you. And when I say back in the day in my time, I never asked a teacher anything other than can I use the past to go to the bathroom? I'm saying like students who actually gave a shit in class would ask them questions about the subject matter. And they'd be like, I'll get back to you. I'll research it. Or they would lie and make up something that wasn't true or like slightly true. But like with the internets and the Googles, and like kids who are bringing their laptops to class while it's going on, can't they just like real time fact check them if they're like, oh, and this happened? You know what I mean? Is that allowed? Well, I think the role of the teacher right. uh, has evolved. Okay, I, I agree with that. Over the years. Back, back when we were kids, yeah. I think, or at least when we were at high school and college, I think the role of the teacher was to convey information. Yes. Because we did not have as much free access to that information. Yes. Right. So it was their job to 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 give the information to us and let us take it, use it, and apply it. I think now, with the way that the internet is is you know all around us, and we're living in a simulation, and we it's are all it's all simulation. just ones and zeros, and yep, neither of us are even here right now. But nope. I think the the role of the teacher is now not so much to convey the information. Mm-hmm but to contextualize the information. 
You want to talk about poetry? That was beautiful. Not to do what I can, but contextualize. Go on, bring it home. Yeah. So because young minds, young, still forming minds can can absorb information, but they don't necessarily know what to do with it. Like they can see it in front of them, but there's but they need someone like a teacher, someone who is a trusted source, one would hope to take the information and kind of give it to get, well, to give it context. So that to let them know what that information means to them, what mm. that information means to the wide, in, in the, in the wider picture of the world. Right. I think that, I think that's what the role of the teacher is now. And to be constantly looking down on that piece of paper to make sure that they're not saying anything they're not allowed to say, because there yeah, was, well. am I allowed to talk about this? Oh, apparently I'm not. Okay. never mind. You should just figure it out when you get there. This is this is kind of a kind of a weird left turn. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. A, it it's kind of a political question. Go ahead. But it's not like it's it's not about politics. It's, so when Gavin Newsom, yeah, was being recalled, yeah, in California yep. on the local news programs and mm-hmm. on local the local television channel, how often were you subjected to campaign attack ads? Uh never. Really? I don't. I don't have cable uh, and oh. all of my subscription services, Hulu and whatnot. I pay the extra $3 to not have commercials. So you here, don't, yeah, but you don't have local television. I mean, I'm sure it exists somewhere. I just don't watch it. I mean, I get my news from other sources. Like if I, I, I watch like the, the things on the, on the stuff on the, like NBC, CNN, you know, those types of things. Okay. So, but, but you don't like watch like, Hey, Jeopardy's on, let's watch our local ABC affiliate to watch yeah. Jeopardy. No, and I don't watch sports, which is the other place where you would get that kind of like constant bombardment. So like, I really, I'm, I'm really tuned out of that type of stuff. And I think that's why God I look bless so, you. I think that's why I look so young and healthy because I don't have to yeah. deal with this shit all the time. Uh, it, it, it is soul sapping for, for everyone who does not live in the Washington DC <laughs> area. I'm so fucking sorry, but this has just been a psychic attack every fucking time. I want to watch something on television. That's not on Netflix, Hulu, or, or Apple TV plus. I think that everybody listening to this is experiencing some version of this because, you know, politics has turned into, it's not a discussion of what we want to do. It's a, a fear instilling of what somebody is going to do to somebody else. Completely. All I'm trying to say is that these, these ads are making me yearn for extended auto warranty spam calls. Like <laughs> I, I will happily take We've been trying to reach you about right. your car's extended warranty. I will, I will, I'll, I'll listen to that for a half a fucking hour if it means I, I don't have to listen to a, uh, a campaign ad again. Have I, have I told you my idea for how to elect or how to elect elected officials? <laughs> you want to try that again? How to elect elected officials? How to elect officials? How about that? How that's, about that's, do- that's good. Let's just let's take the two electeds <laughs> and just like let one cancel the other out. How do we? Oh my God, how do we I'm blank so officials? <laughs> so tired. So I, I when I when I saw the the campaign going on between um uh, Biden and Trump, I was just like, this is getting way out of control. Like it was already out of control with uh Clinton and um Trump, but I was like, this is just getting ridiculous. And so here's the problem with the election process. The problem with the election process is it is not about somebody's ability to do the job, it is about their character and who they are first. 
right? Sure. Well, that's certainly something that needs to be taken into consideration. What we really stopped focusing on is the goddamn job that we're getting people to do. Because you don't get a job and keep a job in the government for an extended period of time, you're constantly trying to, I, I think Aaron Sorkin said this in The American President, Michael Douglas was the president, and he said, I want to apologize for the, uh, to, the, uh, to the public, I've spent so much time trying to keep my job that I forgot to do my job. Oh, nice. And so, right? That's nice. So here's how you should be electing officials. It should be double blind and the way you shop on Amazon, right? If you want to run for a position, if you want to run for a, a place in the government, you should be assigned a random number. And then next to that number, it should list right next to each other. So you can see the whole list, how people have voted in the past if they were an elected official or how they would have voted in the past, how they are going to vote coming up and what their stance is on certain political issues. And from there, we narrow the list down. We let the public pick. Now, here's the thing that's absurd. Like even the House of Representatives doesn't make any sense because the House of Representatives was originally established because we had so many people around the country that we couldn't get all the information for all the people over to the government. It's of the people and by the people. Everyone represents the people, right? Sure. So I, the House of, I'm a member of the House of Representatives. I'm not giving my opinion. I'm taking the information from my states, from my districts, from my counties, and I'm bringing that information to the government. But we have the goddamn internet now. We don't need it. We can literally assign everybody, like, I don't know, like a number, like, I don't know, like a, like a eight or nine digit number, right? That we can establish on an app. And what we can do, yeah, I know. And what we could do is associate that with your opinion. And so you could take a group of people and say, hey, you live within this radius. Do you want us to put a stoplight here? Would you be willing to pay 15 cents extra a month in order to have a stoplight here? And so what you're could, saying is, yeah, we, we should assign everyone a number between one and 456 and have them play red light, green light. <laughs> it's Squid Game. Yeah, it's Squid Game. Exactly. But then the, the, the whole concept of voting and electing people based off of these attack ads makes no sense to me whatsoever. You have no idea how they're doing the job or what kind of job they're going to do. And I've even said that you should remove the debate process from electing officials. Here's the thing. I'm an exceptional talker. I'm a very good debater. I could out-debate a lot of people. I should not be president of the United States. Everything <laughs> I just said is factual. But if you look at the skill sets required to become president of the United States, I check off far too many boxes for somebody who is very unqualified for the position. So why do we, like, when has a president ever in the history of the world had to debate another world leader for anything? Like, why is this the defining skill set for the job? True. If anything, what I've always thought was like, and why am I only finding out about your cabinet once I elect you? Look, if you want the job, you get the job. If you're on the ballot, you're on the ballot. But at that point, you tell me your vice president, you tell me your chief of, chief of staff, you tell me the whole cabinet you're surrounding yourself with. Because even though the president is the president, it's one person. There's a team behind him and I want to, or him or her, and I want to know what the team is. And then we can do mock scenarios and give them time to process what we're saying so that they can come up with an answer. Because when are you ever put that much on the spot that you need to talk and say what your opinion is about? Something? Like, it's absurd. Like, yeah. if somebody were to give somebody a complicated situation in the real world, they wouldn't be like, and you have two minutes to respond, go. And it's like, could I maybe look some stuff up really quickly just so I can formulate like a cohesive reason? Makes no sense to me. No sense to me. No. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we've been we've reduced political opinion down to um, blurbs, it's very it, 
everything's very blurby uh, when yeah. it comes to uh, political opinions. My, I think, my, I think my, reduce is a very, very good word because when you say that, I think of like reducing a red wine sauce, right? Like <laughs> it started out with the best of intention, but we've left it on too long. And now it's just a sticky mess that's in the pan. And you can't even scrape it off if you don't. <laughs> 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 that's fantastic man that oh, there, there's a fucking metaphor <laughs> but the other thing i had on my list so hollow this is our last episode before halloween that's correct are, is all of your preparation in place for your 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 master stroke of a costume that's going to win you this competition yeah uh, i arrived what? the other day it's too oh, big yeah. i am not a woman's extra large so that's something i learned congratulations thank you i'm probably around a large or a medium but uh, yeah, my my dress thing came in that I'm going to be wearing. And I guess I could probably say it on the podcast because by the time we release this, I'm going to have done it. So, um, yeah, at work, the 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 theme is twisted fairy tales. And normally I would have gone as nothing because I, I it just seems like a lot of effort. But there's a there's a prize and I am mildly competitive. Yes. You have already talked about this. Have I said what I was going as? Yes. Oh. I also listen to the podcasts after we because <laughs> I mean you're uh, I, I, as I was listening to him like this is the exact same setup you did the last time we, we talked about it. At least so I'm consistent. Point. At least yeah, I'm no. consistent with my setups. <laughs> no, you've already talked about it. You're going uh, as in, in drag as Cruella Deville. I am going as Cruella Deville. Yeah, good guess. <laughs> I guess Jared, you talked about it last week. Oh, that's right. That's right. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jared's clairvoyant. So is that is that your, is that your only Halloween plan thing? Yeah, I, there's no really any other Halloween plans going on. Do you guys get kids over by you to when I, you I, guys I, hand out candy? I don't know. I, I I this is the first year I've been in this neighborhood. I mean, it's a neighborhood and there are kids, so I assume we're going to pick up some candy and, and hand them out to the kids. I'm just here's the thing. Like again, I'm mildly competitive, so like I'm trying to think like what's the best candy we can hand out. So that like kids are like that house was amazing. You're gonna win over any neighborhood kids if you give out full size anything. Full size, right? Yep, that's the big play. But I mean, goddamn, like I look back in hindsight at people who gave out full size stuff, and I was like, that's expensive, man. Like even even back in the day, it was pricey. They were probably putting up like fifty bucks a night just yeah. to do full size, right? You're really speaking to how how luxurious a life you live if you're giving out full size candy bars. But you are making some kids fucking night like that is yeah. that is the holy grail of candy is like pulling a full size three musketeers bar out of your yeah. bag at the end of the night. That's true. I don't know why they call it fun size. It's not fun if it's smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I want a three musketeers the size of a fucking like foot long sub. Like that's fun. I haven't like lost my mind over this. I think I'm just going to go all in with like the candy that I find delicious. So I, I want to do a combination of Reese's peanut butter cups and Heath bars. That's that. That's oh my god, the reaction of your face just now. I wish people. I'm could sorry, do. I'm not a Heath, no Heath bar, bar guy. What? Like, to toffee is not a flavor uh, thing that that. I uh, no, love sorry. toffee. Love the coffee. Con the consistency of a Heath bar really doesn't work for me either. It's very. Like, ugh, I, it's I, I crunchy and chewy and it stores itself in your teeth. So you can just go back to that flavor anytime you want, man. Like, <laughs> Save that for later. Just ro roll your tongue over your teeth and go, mm. The amount of distance I get out of one of those things, you know, a couple of nights I got that stuff. <laughs> if I was going to rank right. uh, candy bars, first of all, Hershey's Special Dark, that's my jam. 
I, uh, I'm a big dark chocolate guy. Like I'll go, yeah. I'll go 85%. Like, and I think my, I, I, I think my favorite area is like the 70 to 75% area is where I, I really like it. But like, I'll go 85 just as a, um, just for fun. But yes, anything dark chocolate I will do. Here's why I can go that dark is because I eat a lot of healthy food. And so I've already, <laughs> I've already trained my palate to be like, cause health, I, what was it? I think it's the good place. There's a line in the good place, which is humans are very good at taking something great and then finding a way to make it slightly better than not great and still enjoying it, something like that. And that's that's what healthy food is. It's like the the not as great version of what I want to eat. And so when I'm on like low sugar cleanses, like 90%, 100% chocolate, I can trick my brain. Like I can eat something sweet like a raisin, right? And then eat, I know, I know you're going to make fun of me for this. I could eat like a sweet, like fruit or something, like a raisin or a date, and then, <laughs> then take a bite of the dark chocolate. And, and just get, assume it's a candy bar. <laughs> I can trick my Ooh, palate. I made my own chunky bar. <laughs> oh, Christ. Ra- ra- raisins and candy don't, raisinets, <laughs> like if I ever got a box of raisinets uh, at oh. Halloween, that house was getting toilet papered uh, at the end of the night. Go yeah, with, with, with plump and juicy toilet paper. <laughs> plump and juicy <laughs> Raisin toilet paper. Oh that's, my god, that's a callback. That's, that's a thirty episode callback. <laughs> right there, like that. Yeah. No, I. So what I have learned as I've gotten healthier and like learned how to cook my own food is, you got to look at food as uh, not as the item it is, but as ingredients, right? Sure. Like bear, break it down. So there's four: sweet, salty, sour, and savory. Ah, but, there it is. By the way, I, I as you were counting those off, I, I meant to tell you, you actually do break it down. That's the whole point of food. No, I get that. But like, if you break down the, the, like the, so Connor and I, my brother and I have done a lot of these like master chop chef cooking competitions, right? Uh Once you're in one of those things, you realize that sometimes you're like, I need to make this creamy, but I don't know how to, okay. Uh, heavy cream, let's go. Or like, you're like, I need to make this sweet. I don't have, all right, let's grind up a banana. Like you just go crazy trying to figure out how to mix and match it. So if you apply that to other things, now I don't even want to tell you what I eat on an average basis because oh I'm sure what you eat on an average basis is I'm sure it's just fine I'm sure it's fine it's you listen you are eating you you have different goals when it comes to eating now right yeah like I like I like feeling not terrible all the time right. no, that's right good for you good that's for you <laughs> I'm a huge listen I enjoy feeling not terrible too but. I have my limits as to where I'm going to go <laughs> right. to reach that goal. Agreed. And it doesn't, and it means I'm not giving up the, the Sicilian thick crust pepperoni pizza that I had for dinner tonight. I remember when I, I first started like doing the cleanse and whatnot, and then I stopped and then I kept doing it. Julie wanted to do it with me. And I remember her not fully comprehending the concept of a cheat meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like, she was like, she thought like a cheat meal could last like a six hour swing. And I was like, no, it's a meal. And honestly, it should be an item because I can go hard on one meal. Like I can cheat and get like, spend like $50 at Taco Bell and just do that as a meal. But I've realized that there are many people who do the opposite where it's like, they have a health meal and that health meal, they think offset. Just, just to, you know, just to break things up, make you feel better about all the garbage that you've eaten. They're like, they're like the Saturday afternoon, I had a salad. So I am going to go yeah. hard on this buffet on Saturday night. 
and I'm going to wash it down with some cold stone creamery on Sunday yeah. and then a couple of pizzas. Like it's, it, it, it's a, it's a very give and take. It's a very transactional kind of, <laughs> kind of thing. So, and I use this logic all the time. So like if, if I've eaten something that I, that I think is healthy, maybe it's not that healthy. But to me, there were some green parts in it, right? And it had it had some vegetables somewhere, and perhaps a fruit element somewhere. But and because it was not sopping in grease, right? Or it wasn't you you couldn't actively see the sugar crystals on it. Like I thought that was healthy, and therefore, because then uh, I had had that food, I was able to. Oh, well, now I can go. I've earned Jenny's. I can right. go. I, I can go get ice cream now. Sure. No. I understand you very clearly. You're the person who will go to the cheesecake factory and get fried avocado egg rolls and go, wow, that was incredibly healthy. Okay, it now was. where's my cheat meal? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> these Southwestern egg rolls from Chili's are fantastic. There are beans. That's technically a vegetable or a fruit. I don't know, but it's in one of the categories. There's chicken sure. in there. There's onions. This is practically a salad. Like <laughs> My food pyramid is very lopsided. It's... <laughs> The chocolate portion of my food pyramid is load bearing. Let's just right. let's just put it like that. Like that's that's what's holding the whole pyramid together. You don't without, have, <laughs> without that, the whole thing collapses. You don't have an equilateral food pyramid. No, 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 no. You oh, have no, no. an it's... you have an obtuse or <laughs> no, hey, 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 don't call me fat. Right. <laughs> obtuse. Yes, it's very obtuse. I have an obtuse, an obtuse uh, pyramid. The other thing is I don't eat normally. Like I don't, I usually don't eat during the day. Like Julie gets pissed about this all the time. Like she'll text me at like four o'clock, like she, like it's five 30. I haven't eaten today. You haven't eaten today. What do you mean you haven't eaten today? I no. I had one, I had one, uh, I had one spring roll like two hours ago. You don't eat breakfast. I, I like breakfast. It's okay. I just, I just, I, so here's what happens. I get very snacky at night. Like I will house food before I go to bed. And it's that's not, not that's that's not healthy for you. I know it's not at all, but I'll house healthy food. Uh, sure. <laughs> like I'm, I'm making healthy sugar. Yeah. Based off of the uh, couple of episodes, we learned that I, I, I experienced my first hemorrhoid, which, by the way, completely cleared up now. Thank you. Oh, good. But now I've worked a fiber cereal into my uh, diet, a fiber mm. one. And uh, I'll, I'll do like two to three bowls of that before I go to bed at night just as a dessert. But then I won't eat all that. Several bowls of fiber one. Yeah. Because again, if you withhold pleasure from your mouth, everything tastes good at that point. It's just, it's just, it's just texture stimulation. Little non-sweetened vanilla almond milk, some fiber one, maybe a little handful of (laughs) raw almonds on it. (laughs) You know, there are, uh, there are prisoners being held in Guantanamo Bay that uh, don't, don't have the sense of deprivation that you seem to have when it comes to when it comes to food. What are you doing to yourself? I don't allow know. Your, allow yourself to enjoy food. Look at how healthy I look. Like I'm not. It's not just a matter of losing weight. I look healthy. Like I feel healthy. My skin is clear. I have more energy. Like I'm just waking up at seven thirty in the morning now for no goddamn reason. My body's just like, well, you've slept enough. Let's awaken for the day. It's so the stupid. Reason- the reason why your skin looks so good is because you sl- you slough off like 15 layers in the goddamn shower. Every day. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm surprised I can't see bone. <laughs> You're going to eventually. By the way, did you ever get shit from your parents about having to do what I did? I know you were concerned about that. Was there ever any oh, like? No. Well, 
Well, maybe I will now, or maybe I'll just edit this out. Um, <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I, I did a I did a weight not loss program a number of episodes ago. This was maybe two months ago, and I lost like seven percent body fat and like fifteen pounds, twenty pounds, and and yeah. So Jared was concerned that. Well, I was concerned because my, you know, our our, our parents listened to the show, and and I'm sure that my mom at some point would be like, "Well, Jared lost all that weight, why?" And and he and he seems to be feeling better. Why, why wouldn't you want to do that? And I just don't have the, it's weird because I, I don't have the dedication for that. Right. However, I appear to have the dedication to pour five fucking hours into Diablo two. So it, perhaps there's, there's just a, a, a disconnect in my brain is where I need to take the focus and, and try and try and shift it someplace else. But I think yeah, that's I, it. I, I think it's about that shifting focus. It's also like, and, and this is going to sound insane as a comparison. It's a money thing for me. Like mm-hmm. you think eating healthy costs more than eating shitty, but it doesn't because rarely can you cook shitty for yourself. More often than not, you're ordering shitty in, right? Where you're buying shitty. Go on. So every morning, this is my breakfast. I take a strip of bacon, long strip of bacon. Cut it in half. Now I have two strips of bacon. <laughs> That's math for you, right? You, that, it you is. Know, hey, listen. Well, it, the strips are very long. No, I got I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not eating like complete garbage. We've just but, been very scholastic this episode. We talked about features, yes. different shapes of triangles. Now we've, yeah. Division, now, now, we're, we're now doing very well. <laughs> now we're doing bacon math. Anyway, so I put, put two, two half strips of bacon in, in the pan. Fry that up. Yeah. Take it, take the, uh, take the bacon out. I have the, the sizzling bacon fat in there, crack an egg in there. And so now I am frying an egg in bacon fat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I, at, at, at the same time, I, I'm, I'm toasting an English, a, a whole wheat English muffin in the toaster. Mm-hmm. And then oh, I whole take, wheat. That, that's, that's practically oh, a salad yes. right there. Goddamn right. It is. That's a healthy sandwich. So, and then I, I take the egg and right. uh, f- flip it over take some uh, shredded cheddar cheese and put that in the, in, in the center, fold it over on itself twice, and then take that and then put it on the English muffin and put, take the one strip of bacon, put it on top, make myself a sandwich, and then have the other strip on the side. And then maybe I have an orange afterwards. That's <laughs> now you say you can't cook shitty. I fried an egg in bacon fat. Okay. So that I obviously, obviously I'm saying consistently, like if you're going to consistently try and eat shitty, but I think for the listener's sake, we should compare what our breakfast is because I too eat the same thing for breakfast every morning that I do eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I meal prep sometime. I usually have to do it maybe twice a week. Here's how I meal prep. I take uh, two uh, yellow or sweet onions, chop them up, throw them in a big 40 uh, quart, um, kind of like a pot. I sweat okay. those down. I sweat those down with olive oil spray. I have a spray bottle and I pump it and spray it in there just a little bit. Low heat, put the lid on, and the moisture from the onions doesn't evaporate, so it starts simmering in there. Then I take two packages of organic lean ground chicken, and I throw that, those bad boys in there as well. Salt, a little salt on them on top, break it up a little bit, put the lid on. The fat and the moisture from the uh, chicken doesn't uh-huh. evaporate, and so now I'm like kind of boiling and cooking this stuff in its own juices. Let that kind of marinate down a little bit. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a bag of cauliflower rice. I'm going to dump that bad boy in there as well. All right. Let that all cook around. While I'm doing that, I take two bags of spinach, chop it up, 
throw that in there as well. And then by the time I'm done, I have this kind of like ground chicken, onion, cauliflower rice, spinach mixture. Mm -hmm. And I put that into a giant, giant uh, Tupperware container, right? This is my baseline for food. So for breakfast, I take a frying pan or a little pan. I pump the olive oil spray, little spray on the the pan, very little oil and butter in my diet. I take a couple of scoops of the mixture. I throw that into the pan and start letting it brown and simmer a little bit, like heat up. Then I take a carton of egg whites that I also purchased from the store, pour the egg whites around it, and then kind of break it up and then put it in a bowl and eat it. That sounds delicious. And sometimes if I'm feeling pretty frisky, I'll throw some soy sauce in there as well and do my own kind of like egg fried, healthy white person, egg fried cauliflower rice. I mean, I I don't, I mean- the only difference is I'm using the whole egg not just the <laughs> right. and yeah, but I'm all, but I'm also cooking things in the, in the, in their own leavens. Yeah. Like that's, that's essentially what that is, but you just, you, but you've got grains and you've got greens and you've got protein yeah. and it, you know, that, that it's, it's delicious. That, if I were that, to serve that it to me, something. that to me is not going to sound like somebody who's you know, depriving themselves of anything. That's very healthy and delicious. That's that's a very healthy and delicious breakfast. Yeah. If I were to serve this to somebody and not tell them that it was healthy, they'd be like, this is awesome. But by the way, prior to the cleanse, I was eating, okay, prior to the cleanse, my diet was, I was eating two to three strips of bacon each morning. And then my snacks throughout the day, because I I was convinced that like this high protein, no anything else. I was just eating pepperoni slices. Oh, wow. Like oh, for, dude. for years, all I was doing was just housing pepperoni slices and cheese, like it, like insane when, stuff. When I was in my bachelor days, yeah, my diet revolved around three things. Like this is what I would make myself for dinner right. or lunch. Hot dogs. Okay. Bologna sandwiches. Uh-huh. So, okay. yeah, right. So, and then I would also make myself, uh, I had like bag, bagged Caesar salads. Okay. Like the bag Caesar salad mix that comes with like the packet of, uh, yeah, packet yeah. of dressing. And then I would take uh, pre-bought chicken strips and mm-hmm. I would put those in there. I'd make myself a chicken Caesar salad. When I, was a, when I was single, my oven was only used for storage. I never, op- I never. Really? Yeah. I barely, knew, I, I, I boiled water to make pasta. That's about it. So, but, and, and I would also keep in, in, in the refrigerator, I would always, I would always have like a six pack of like IBC cherry soda or, or cream soda or root beer. So during that time, uh, I, I, I suffered from uh, two things almost weekly, uh, migraines, you get migraines all the time really? and, uh, nosebleeds. I would just, what? Just, yeah. My, I would just, my nose would just start bleeding for no good goddamn reason at all. And once I, yeah, once, once I. <laughs> Once I met Andrea and kind of cleaned my cleaned my life up a little bit, like you think I eat like shit now. <laughs> you should have seen me before I met her. I, I probably I probably only had about five years left before I met her. <laughs> now, now it's executive shit, right? Now it's it's duck fat confit as opposed to like bologna right, sure. sandwiches, right? It's still the same. I can only imagine what my sodium levels were. Yeah, I can only imagine what my nitrate levels were. I I, I yeah I'm. Yeah. I'm very, very lucky to be uh, alive, I think, because I was not not healthy yeah. at all, even, yeah. even slightly. I'm surprised I that I survived as much as I did because I really was not being that healthy at all either. Yeah. You know what I just realized as I was talking to you? Do you know What's who that? the band Migos is? 
I've heard of Migos, sure. Migos is a, is a group, but they're also like on every track that you've heard that's like hip hop or rap and somebody in the background is like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like all that stuff is Migos. I thought that was Lil, I thought that was Lil John. No, I'm Lil John. Lil John is the okay, but like, look up Migos. They're a very popular okay, band. Sure, sure, sure. I realize I'm the Migos of our conversations. Like as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, right. What? <laughs> yeah, like, I swear to God, if I had the effort, I could probably go back and edit myself into some sort of auto-tune song where I'm just kind of like doing backup tracks for you as you're telling your stories. I think that we both, we do that for each other. We do. Because when, when you're driving the bus, when, and and you're telling your stories, I feel like I am also reacting in agreement or, or, or going, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yours is more confusion, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm more incredulous, but uh, rather than agreeing, but but yes, uh, there, I, I, I think we offer that to each other. We are our, our own hype men. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think if we ever do stand-up together, we should be hype men behind. We're like, I'm just behind you and you tell a joke. It's like, oh shit, and just waving your arms and like we're walking around. Did you hear that? Like <laughs> He just went there. Woo! If I could do the Ollie G snap, I would, but I can't, so I'm not <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com. Jared Stern.